Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of NFL Insights with Brennan. Uh, Brennan just missed double digits last week, going nine and four. But without further ado, we're going to plow into the week 14 schedule. And we'll start off with a big NFC East showdown, the eight and four Cowboys at the six and six Washington football team. Take it away, Bren. So a couple of weeks ago, the Washington football team was uh, two and six and no one was really paying any attention to them. And uh, all of a sudden they've won four straight games, but I think they've mostly gotten lucky for the most part. They've, even though they've been without Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they've been playing a lot of teams that have had really poor offenses. So I really think they haven't been tested much at all in recent weeks. They've been playing, they played the Seahawks a couple of weeks ago with Russell Wilson and his still obviously still injured finger. Then they, they played the Panthers and Raiders amongst other teams. Those were some of the teams they were playing. But uh, the Cowboys are one of the top offenses in the league. They even put up they put up 33 they put up 33 points on the Raiders and that was without um Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and both of those guys returned next week or the week before for the Cowboys against the Saints and the Cowboys got the job done there and uh both coaches uh, have had some interesting things to say uh, Mike McCarthy who missed the the game against the Saints after testing positive for coronavirus is back and said I guarantee we win this game to which Ron Rivera on the other side said that's a big mistake. So a lot of tension here. It is a divisional rivalry with that, that's very important to both teams. But um, I still think this Washington football team isn't very good. And uh, I think the Cowboys are going to take care of business here and get the win on the road. Okay, let's head down to Nashville, where the Titans at eight and four will welcome in the train wreck two and ten Jaguars. Uh, some interesting developments out of Jaguar uh, land this week. Yes, it's just been reported today. I just saw it on NFL Network today that uh, tension is really growing high between the uh, between Urban Meyer and the players and staff. It's just not good right now. Um, I mean. There's been one college coach hired per year since like 2019. Like Cliff Kingsbury is doing really well. Matt Rule's been up and down, but the quarterback situation is a mess. So I'm going to give him a pass there. But Urban Meyer was retired, unlike the other guys. And unlike Kingsbury and Rule, he had no NFL experience before. So this is an enormous hiring mistake. No doubt that he's going to be one and done after this year. The Jaguars are just one of a couple of teams that are just trying to make it to the the end of the season at this point. Unlike their divisional rival Titans, who are eight and four, and they're starting to get a little healthier. They activated Julio Jones off of IR, and uh, in a couple weeks they'll get AJ Brown and Bud Dupree back as well. And maybe just maybe they'll get Derrick Henry back. I'm sure their fans are really hoping so. I know the entire NFL is hoping so because Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the league right now, and maybe and maybe even the best when he is healthy. But yeah, division games are weird, but uh, the Titans have the clear advantage and advantage in roster and uh, coaching. I know the Titans lost to the Texans at home a couple weeks ago, but uh, the Titans were on their bye week last week. That gave them the opportunity to, to, to rest. They had lost two in a row before that, I believe. So yeah, the Titans should have no problems taking care of this team. I'm picking the Titans to win. Okay, let's go down to Houston, where the two and ten Texans will welcome in the four and eight Seahawks. Uh, not really a lot of interest here, huh? 
not really. I'm not going to say it's a battle of the suck just yet because the Seahawks still kind of have a chance. They have the Texans this week and then have games at home versus the Bears and Lions. So those are good opportunities for some wins. But yeah, I still don't think they're going to make it. They'll probably just miss out. And then the Texans, yeah, same record as the Jaguars, 2-10. and 10. Uh, Things aren't much better over there. They're cutting veteran players almost every week. And uh, yeah, the offense really can't score points and the defense can't prevent the other team from scoring points either. As a matter of fact, the Texans just announced that third round pick rookie quarterback Davis Mills will be the starter for the rest of the season. A move I'm not really sure I agree with because he was winless in all of his prior starts. And I think Tyrod Taylor, the veteran quarterback, gives you the better chance to win, but regardless of who the quarterback is for this matchup, I think they were gonna lose. They're gonna they're gonna lose no matter who it is, and uh, it's gonna be Davis Mills this week and for the rest of the year, seemingly. So um, I'm gonna pick the Seahawks. They scored a lot. They scored 30 points on a talented 49ers defense, and a lot of people thought the 49ers would win that one, but I thought the Seahawks had a chance, and yeah, they won that, and they should have no problem beating a. A terrible Texans team, so I'm picking the Seahawks to win on the road and to win consecutive games for the first time this year. Okay, let's head to uh, KC, where the eight and four Chiefs will welcome in their divisional rivals, the six and six Raiders. What do you see going on here? This is an important one for both teams. Yes, it is. These two teams met in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago, and uh, the Chiefs just annihilated that game. The score was the final score was like forty six to fourteen or something. Something it was. Something like that. Um, yeah, the Raiders, as per usual, the past couple of years, it's um, they started off really good and then have just collapsed. And uh, I think that's going to be the case yet again. They started off 3-0, but that was before the John Gruden scandal happened and then the Henry Ruggs tragedy and then the Damon Arnett video. So a lot of distractions, and I think it's just too much to overcome. I have no idea how the Raiders scored 36 points on the Cowboys, considering they were without Darren Waller for most of that game. And Darren Waller missed the game last week, and he's out again. And the Chiefs' offense has really not been good all year for the most part. And uh, they're going to need to figure that out by the by the end of the year if they want to win some playoff games or maybe even go to the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, the defense has been the story of the Chiefs. They've been holding opponents to under... 20 points in like four or five straight games now. And yeah, they they held the Raiders to 14 points last time. So the Chiefs should do just enough on offense and the defense should prevent the Raiders from scoring points. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to win at home and sweep the Raiders. All I know about the Chiefs is that Tomahawk chop is really super annoying. Uh, let's take it down to MetLife Stadium, where the three and nine Jets will welcome in the five and seven Saints in a game that absolutely nobody is excited for. Yeah, not really. The Saints are still five and seven and have a chance of making the playoffs, but I just don't see it happening. They're too injured to make it, in my opinion. But uh, their opponent, the Jets, are really injured too, especially at the wide receiver position, which is where the Saints have been really banged up and have struggled. Uh, rookie. I mean, rookie Elijah Moore has been placed on IR with a quad injury, so that's a minimum of three weeks, and their free agent signing, Corey Davis, is going to be out for the rest of the year. So the Jets' offense was struggling with both of those guys, so I can only imagine how bad it's going to be without those two guys for the next couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, the Saints, it's been a real struggle. They've turned to Taysom Hill as their starter after Trevor Simeon wasn't playing very well, but... um. 
you know, the offensive line has been banged up. They've been without their two tackles, although Teron Armstead, their left tackle, should return. And uh, Alvin Kamara is expected to return for this game as well. They've still got one of the thinnest wide receiver rooms in the league, though. They uh, released Kenny Stills, and wide receiver Deontay Harris has been suspended for three games. But um, I still think the Saints have the advantage here, specifically sp- specifically when it comes to their defense. It's these, They have a lot of great players there still. The defense has been giving up a lot of points recently, but that's only because they're on the field all the time. The offense can't hold drives together, and they can't really score a whole lot of points, but um, I think the Saints will win here. Uh, the defense should confuse Zach Wilson and, and should make him ca- cause some turnovers, which should give the Saints some short fields, and uh, yeah, I think the Saints will win, but um, I think the Jets maybe have a chance, but uh, I'm going to go with the Saints here. Okay, let's go to Carolina. Uh Five and seven Falcons visiting the five and seven Panthers. Uh, these teams are right on the bubble of perhaps making the playoffs. Yes, they're both listed as in the hunt. So I don't think either of them will make it, but uh, the winner will get to six and seven, while the loser will pretty much be out of it if when whoever loses this game. Uh, the Panthers fired their offensive coordinator Joe Brady during the bye week, which came as a little bit of a surprise. Uh, they should be scoring more points, so we'll see if that'll happen now. And yeah, the Falcons have just been struggling to score, even with the return of Cordial Patterson. It doesn't seem like Calvin Ridley is going to come back. And the Falcons' offensive line has struggled a lot. And Matt Ryan's getting a little up there in age, and they should be thinking about finding a successor pretty soon. Uh, this is another one where I really have no idea who will win, really. I'm going to take the Panthers because I think because they're at home, and I think they have the better defense, so... We'll see. Okay, and this one uh, seems to be the cream of the crop on the one o'clock games. We have the eight and four Ravens at the six and six Browns. Huge game for both teams. Yes, it is. Uh, the Ravens have dealt with injuries all year long, and I think they might have the worst injury luck so far this year. We knew about we know about their running back situation in the preseason with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Then. Marcus Peters also went down in the preseason, and now they've lost another cornerback. Their top cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, suffered a season-ending injury in the loss against the Steelers, the frustrating loss against the Steelers where they failed on a two-point conversion that Mark Andrews should have caught. But uh, yeah, they lost the game, and they lost Marlon Humphrey for the rest of the season, which is going to be really tough going forward as they play some really good teams uh, in these last couple of weeks in the regular season. And uh the Browns were on their bye week. They're six and six. I thought they would have a, they would have a bit of a better record by now. But um, yeah, Baker Mayfield's playing hurt. He's got shoulder injuries and and all that. And uh, they've got a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. Cornerback Greg Newsom, their first round pick, is out. And I saw their wide receiver Anthony Schwartz uh, is also out. And uh, I know the Ravens' secondary is really hurting right now. But I don't know if the Browns have the the wide receivers to really take advantage of that. And I think I trust Lamar Jackson more than Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to take the Ravens, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Browns were to maybe pull off and pull off this win. All right, let's head out to LA where the chargers will be welcoming in the four and eight giants. How do you see this one breaking down? 
So the Chargers uh, will not be without Keenan Allen for this game after he tested positive for coronavirus. Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. were close contacts, but both of them are expected to play uh, this game. Uh, Mike Glennon will be the starter for the Giants for the second straight week as Daniel Jones continues to deal with a neck injury. And this neck injury is just more of the same for Daniel Jones. Injury prone and not all that good while on the field. I just don't think he's the answer for the Giants. And uh, yeah, the defense has been playing pretty well the past couple of weeks, but it's the offense that can't score. That's the reason why they're losing games pretty much. And Kadarius Toney is going to be out for this game as well. So they're going to be there without their quarterback and they're going to be without their really good looking rookie wide receiver. Uh, it might be a defensive type of game actually, but uh, I trust the chargers to win this game. If it were to come down to that, they've got the better quarterback by far and they're at home. So that's why I'm going, I'm, that's why I'm going to go with the chargers here. Okay. Let's head out to mile high where the six and six Broncos will welcome in the no longer winless Detroit lions. And I'm sorry that that win came at your team's expense. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, yeah. The lions got their first win last week on the final play, of course, against the Vikings. That just made me so mad, but then the Vikings were able to win on Thursday. So it's kind of all good, I guess. But yes, very frustrating, but the Lions haven't been really a pushover for the most part this year. They've been in most of their games, uh, and they've lost a lot, a couple of games on the final play of games. They've been able to hang around with most teams, and I, I genuinely believe that if Adrian Hill, this referee who calls holding on the offense on literally every single play, I truly believe the Lions would have beaten the Bears on Thanksgiving, and I think they would have had a two-game win streak going on. So, yeah, this team does have some talent, but... Uh, the problem is that a lot of that talent doesn't seem like it's going to play this week. Uh, DeAndre Swift uh, is, is out for another game with a shoulder injury, I believe it is. I believe I heard Jamal Williams got added to the coronavirus reserve list, so that's no good. They're without their top two running backs, and TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, is listed as doubtful. So this isn't going to be a very good day for the offense at all, and this Broncos defense is pretty good. They did their part against the Chiefs. It was just the offense that couldn't score points. So it might potentially be a low-scoring game, but the Broncos are the home team, and they've got the better weapons on offense. So I'm, I'm going to take the Broncos to win here. And without DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and TJ Hawkinson, this might be a little bit of a blowout for the Broncos. All right, let's go to Cincinnati. Uh, this is a rematch of a earlier Super Bowl. Uh, the seven and five Bengals will welcome in the six and six Niners, and this is an important interconference game. Yes, it is. I should also note that these teams these teams met in the Super Bowl twice, by the way. Um, so yeah, this is a very important game for both teams. Forty uh, ers lost a little bit of a surprise game to the Seahawks. A lot of people thought they would beat them and and probably end their season. And uh, the Bengals are a team that I, have a, I can't seem to get right when it comes to picking them. When I, when I pick them to win, they lose. And then when I pick them to lose, they win. So um, it's been a pretty weird past couple of weeks. Um, the 49ers are a bit injured. They're going to be without um, linebacker Dre Greenlaw and fantastic rookie running back Elijah Mitchell. And uh, I believe Debo Samuel, their wide receiver, is expected to come back. But... Um, the Bengals' offensive line had a rough day last 
had a rough game last week. They were without Riley Reef and Trey Hopkins, two starters on their offensive line, and that resulted in Burrow getting sacked six times, but uh, both of those guys are expected to return. Uh, the 49ers secondary hasn't been all that great all year long, and that'll be trouble against the trio of Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. This could be a little bit of a shootout, perhaps, and uh, this is another one of those games where I think the teams are evenly matched, and I really have no idea who's going to win. I've had a hard time picking against the Bengals recently, but I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Okay, let's head out to Tampa Bay. Nine and three bucks welcoming in the seven and five Bills. Last time we saw the Bills, uh, they they lost a stinker in New, in against New England. Yes, they did. I kind of forgive them for that because the weather was horrible. It was very windy and there was snow flurries too. So you really couldn't pass the ball at all for the most part. Um, but yeah, the, the Bills tried their best, but they just couldn't win Tyler Bass, their kicker, missed a field goal that wouldn't that if he made that field goal, they wouldn't have had to score a touchdown at the very end in order to win. And yeah, the defense gave up 200 rushing yards on the ground, so that's seemingly a weakness. But um, they were in that game. But uh, here's where the here's here's a potential cause for concern. Uh, the pass defense wasn't tested at all, as Mac Jones only threw for three yards, despite the Patriots winning the game. Their pass defense wasn't tested at all, and they don't have Tredavious White anymore for the rest of the season after tearing his ACL, and that's not good against the Buccaneers, who are one of the best offenses in the league when it comes to passing and, and running. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they're, they're fantastic. Rob Gronkowski, he's great as well, and Tom Brady is 32-3 and against the Bills. That's the best record against any team by a quarterback all time. So I guess you could say Tom Brady owns the Bills. And uh, the Buccaneers are undefeated at home. This pass defense is probably going to struggle against these great wide receivers and tight ends. And yeah, I still think the Bills will make the playoffs, but I think they're going to lose two in a row here. And I think the Buccaneers win and improve to 10-3. and three. Okay, let's head out to Lambeau, where uh, the... Four and eight Bears are coming in to get absolutely shellacked. How do you see this one breaking down as if I didn't know? Uh, I think this, this is my lack of the week. Uh, yeah, the Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. That went a little viral in the, the first meeting in Chicago. Uh, and it's true. I believe he, his record is 22 and five against them. He just they, The Packers have just never lost to them in the Aaron Rodgers era. And I think that was pretty much the same in the Brett Barb era too. Um yeah, this is just going to be a really bad game, I feel. Uh, there's just The Packers just have the advantage in seemingly every way. Quarterback, roster, coaching. The Packers are going to be without David Bakhtiari and Randall Cobb, uh, but I think they'll be, they'll be just fine there. And uh, I just don't think this game is really going to be even close at all. The Packers beat the Cardinals on the road without Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Alan Lazard, so... All three of those guys are going to play for, for, for this game. Well, they've been playing for the past couple of weeks. But yeah, this team is really good. And the, the thing is, Zadarius Smith, David Bakhtiari, and Jair Alexander could all return for this game as well. Not, not this game, later. They'll return later this season, and that will be a big help for this team on both offense and defense. I think this is the clear Super Bowl favorite. And yeah, they're just going to destroy this team. You don't give Justin Fields any shot? 
I don't think so. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Monday night game, and it's a good one, folks. Uh, the ten and two Cardinals welcoming in the eight and four Rams, and the Cardinals could really take a, a big step toward clinching this division with a win. They could win. They could get one step closer to winning the division with a win, and potentially the number one seed as well. They're really battling the Packers for that. The Cardinals got back Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins after missing several weeks due to injury, and they looked like their regular selves. Kyler Murray had four touchdowns, I believe, two passing and and two rushing. And yeah, this when this team is fully healthy, I think they're a Super Bowl caliber team. And the Rams started off really good, but they've lost three in a row, I believe, before winning against the Jaguars, which anyone can do. Stafford didn't play well in three straight losses against the Titans, 49ers, and Packers. He threw a pick six in all three of those games. And yeah, they just haven't been good against uh, good competition. And the Cardinals won the first meeting in Los Angeles, I believe, 37-20. to 20. One thing I will say is that neither Von Miller or Odell Beckham Jr. was on the roster at that time. So things are a little different, but the wide receiver room for the Rams has changed a lot since then as... They released wide receiver Deshaun Jackson since that game. Rookie wide receiver Tutu Atwell suffered a season-ending shoulder injury, and Robert Woods suffered a torn ACL in practice, which is the worst. So yeah, I just think the Cardinals have the advantage here, and uh, it might be a close, hard-fought game, but I still think the Cardinals are the better team. The Rams haven't been able to beat good teams recently, so that's why I'm picking the Cardinals. And there you have it, folks. That's uh, Brennan's insights uh don't forget to follow him on twitter at phd in nfl and also check him out at qblist.com where he contributes to the column beating the spread and they have lots of other great content over there too we'll see you next time take care